It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? Back with another Locked On Wizards episode. Your boy D and Ed. We got a mailbag today. We got some questions about Denny, Bradley Bill. We got questions about a lot of things, man. Tommy Shepard. So let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, guys? DNA back at you with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So, Ed, let's hop right into these mailbag questions. Yes, sir. Um, just want to say happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, D was at the game last night. Unfortunately, he saw the way it ended. Yeah. But, it was yeah. rough. It was rough, <laughs> but, you know, it was a good birthday nonetheless. Right. All right. So, this one is from Faisal Hassan. Uh, he's on Twitter at F. Double A, double Z, L A. He says, if Thomas Bryant is, hit, is hitting close to forty percent of his threes, what do you guys want to do with the big man situation? Also, should Greg Monroe keep a roster spot since we are so small at the center position? We did sign Greg Monroe officially to the ten day contract, and um, there's reports saying that Thomas Bryant should be back in two weeks. Um, it's tough. I, I think there's a, definitely a place for Thomas Bryant. I definitely think there is because you have to. Look, at at times there's games where, you know, Daniel Gafford is in foul trouble or as we've seen against the Bulls and against the Rockets, Daniel Gafford hasn't finished those games. You know, he hasn't been in there for whatever reason, in my opinion. I think especially the Rockets game felt like he should have been in there. But sometimes Wes wants to um, um, space the floor and it will be better instead of having Anthony, uh, Anthony Gill in there. You can have a Thomas Bryant in there who has that size and also can hit the three. And if he's hitting it at a 40% clip, I mean, that's just great. I mean, I do think the Wizards need size. So Greg Monroe, I I doubt the Wizards are going to have four centers on their roster, though. I don't think that'll be a thing. Uh, I think Greg Monroe, they'll probably let him have an opportunity to go somewhere else or to another team that needs a 
extra body if someone goes out on the protocol. So I think they'll stick with Montrez, Gaffer, and Thomas Bryant. Who knows what they do at the trade de- tra- trade deadline. But if Thomas Bryant comes in hitting 40%, that'll be lovely. That'll definitely be lovely. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely use TV. Uh, I'm excited for him to come back. Our three-point shooting is really bad. I looked at it. We're 26 in three-point percentage. Uh, you look at the game last night, we were 10 for 39, which is abysmal. Um, and teams sit in zone. And it's going to be hard to do that when you have a stretch five, like a Thomas Bryant can step out and shoot threes. Anthony Gill hit a three against the Bulls the other day, the other night. So that was huge. And uh, Gafford, yeah, he has – he's done better with the foul trouble in the last couple of games except for the game against the um, Rockets last night where he had five fouls. But other than that, he's, he's steadily improving with the fouling. Uh, but it definitely adds a different dimension. You can't just sit in the zone because Trez doesn't shoot threes. Gaff doesn't shoot threes. So TV is definitely, definitely bringing a different dimension. Um, and I, I love I love the energy he's going to bring. I love the energy mm-hmm. he's going to bring. Um, and Fasal said, what do you guys want to do with the big man situation? So, I mean, you kind of you kind of look at the Alex Lynn, Robin Lopez, and Gaff situation from last year where they just like – it was kind of split evenly. It's going to be tough to do that. I mean, Trez is going to be really one of his minutes. We know Trez is a vocal guy, so if he doesn't get his minutes, he's not going to be happy. Same thing with Gaff. Mm-hmm. He just paid Gafford the extension. Um, and TB is going to win his minutes too. All these guys can play, um, and they all bring something different to the table. So I guess they're going to start off slow, probably split it uh, between the three of them evenly and just see who has the high hand because there's some days where you see Trez, you know, he didn't match it well against Gobert and Hassan Whiteside mm-hmm. the other night or – when we first played the Jazz, he played better in the second time. And there's sometimes there's bigs who are seven feet tall, seven foot two. It's just it's just not a good matchup for Trez. They're doing alley oops and the pick and roll is rough for him. And there's nights where Gafford's dunking on guys, and there's just different mismatch. Like he's you know he's we know he struggles against the Jokic and the other big kind of like um, stronger bigs. Gaff struggles against those guys sometimes, but he does really well against Evan Mobley. Like he did a good job against Evan Mobley the other night. So it just depends on the matchup. You know whether we're playing. Um, like a Clint Capella type big, like a mm-hmm. kind of lean, skinny type big, or we're playing one of those stronger DeMontis Sabonis type bigs. Um, are we going to mm-hmm. put TB out there? So it all depends on matches. But I'm excited for Greg Monroe. I really am. Former Georgetown Hoya, and he played well. Um, I don't know if he played with the Bucks or the Timberwolves. but Timberwolves. He, yeah, the Timberwolves. He was playing really good ball. He, had a, he almost had a double-double. With him. So I'm excited for Greg Monroe. Yeah, and as far as – because I've heard some people talk about Thomas Bryant at the four. I don't want Thomas mm-hmm. Bryant at the four. I don't yeah. think – no. I'm good off that. No. But also, just to bring this last point up, I think Thomas Bryant could help, you know, when you're going up against the Rudy Gobert types or the Clint Capella types. That helps the Wizards, you know, bring those guys out of the paint. Right. You know, Thomas Bryant is at that three-point line. You have to respect his ability to shoot the three. So unlike with Montrez and Rudy Go, I mean I said Rudy Gobert, Montrez and Daniel Gafford, you know where they they know there's no threat from three. They can kind of sit in that paint, sag off a little bit, help guys out, and deter the paint. Thomas Bryant is at that three point line, pick and pop, etc. You got to respect that. You got to respect that. And like um, Fasal said, at forty percent, that would be amazing. But to get to our next question, Ed. Wizards points on Twitter at Wiz points. He said, does Tommy Shepard's GM genius status for this season change if he doesn't make any moves at the deadline? Um, 
I, I wouldn't say his his status uh, changes. And I know we definitely got excited with the ten and three start. And I thought he made a good trade with trading Russ for John, and you know, getting the con getting both contracts uh, officially off the books, getting Russ's contract off the books with the forty seven million dollar option, and getting you know three guys from the Lakers that all are very serviceable, very serviceable. Mm-hmm. And uh, have championship pedigree and can help out a lot. You know, they 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 made a big impact on the team. Kyle Kuzma was playing really good ball. KCP had a good night last night. Montrez has had some great games to start off the season. So, um, I I um, I I wouldn't call him a genius. I think he's really really good. He's been really really good so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he doesn't make any moves, we just have to wait and see because you kind of want to treat. Um, Rui and TB coming in kind of as like a not as a trade, but kind of like adding players because we haven't yeah. seen them through how many games have we played? Forty games now, or something like yeah. that, or almost forty. So that. you got to look at those guys as an addition. Now, mm-hmm. when we see them play, because February tenth is the trade deadline, so hopefully they can get at least what it was. I think we have like eight more games until the trade deadline, ten or something like that. So, um, but if he doesn't make a trade and everybody's playing well, but we do have to see how Spencer Dinwiddie gels with Brad coming back again because that that chemistry is a little off, in my opinion. Um, so there there are some chemistry issues within the team. So it is going to get a little. Um, there's only one basketball, and Rui's coming yeah. back. He's got to get his touches. Thomas Bryant's coming back. He's got to get his touches. He's more offensive. He's more of an offensive minded big, where where Gaff is a defensive minded big. So um, it, it's going to get – there is a log jam, and, yeah. and somebody's minutes is going to be cut too. Um, Kisper, his, his minutes might get cut um, with Rui coming back and TB coming back. Um, so it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I do want to see Kuz and Rui start together. I want to see them play together and see how that looks, and then I would go from there. So if he doesn't make any moves at the deadline, I wouldn't say that's the end of the world or it's a bad move. I would say – I, well, I've never said Tommy was a, a genius, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you win, you gotta win a championship or, or so, you know, get on that Pat Riley status, etc. Yeah. But I think Tommy, I mean, I've praised him for the roster he's put together. I, I think he's still put together a decent roster and you know created some flexibility for the team. But I, I do think maybe the team could be due for you know some condensing, you know, trying to straighten some things out there you got a lot of guys coming back and it's weird because the wizards had a bunch of players out on the COVID protocol list and their offense has been looking as good as it's ever been this whole season when they were having a full roster there and when they had a full roster we were talking about hey there's a lot of guys that seem like they don't really know their role and it was a lot of guys doing a little too much but when guys went out on the protocol list, you know, it was like Dale, then it was Kuzma, then everybody else started to seem like they were just pitching in, falling, falling in line, roles seemed a little more defined. So maybe it's as far as trade deadline and making a move, maybe you just want to condense a little bit and chop some skin off the meat. And because you got Rui, like you said, Rui coming back, TB, you talk about Montrez wants PT, Dale Gafford wants PT, he just got paid, Tom's going to want... I, you you start to worry about roles again, and who knows, man? I don't know. Maybe they need to simplify things by the team. It's def is great. Let me say that def is great, but if it's causing confusion and is mucking things up, maybe you need to condense a little bit. That's all I'll say on that. Um, any thoughts on that, Ed? Before we get to no, that's a message? good point. I mean, they you know the athletic article saying Retrez, 
um, said you got to give a squirrel a nut or something like that. You got to give him the ball. Basically, that's what he was saying. So there's only one ball to go around. And uh, that's a great point. Less Sometimes less is more because everybody knows their role. Kuz knew his role. He had to step up. Brad knows his role. He was playing point guard. And we, the offense looked better. Kisper knew his role as a shooter. Denny knew his role as a defensive uh, wing and, and getting assists and being a facilitator. Gaff was just um, a defensive anchor. And um, the other guys came in and stepped up and played well around Bradley Bill. KCP was the shooter. So that was the best our offense look. Guys were cutting to the basket. Denny was doing a hell of a heck of a job cutting to the basket. So that was the best our offense look because there's just so many guys kind of at that same uh, skill level. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person who's really standing out who, you know, has made an all-star game is Bradley Bill. And everybody else is kind of like a top 150, top 100 player. Nobody's like an all-star, mm-hmm. all-NBA caliber player. Everybody's kind of really, really good, but they're not an all-star or a superstar. So everybody kind of has that same kind of ego, if you will. So it's like, you know, who's going to defer to who? That's the thing with Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's like, okay, Brad, is it your turn? Is it my turn? And they're just thinking too much where it was just Brad and Kuz and everybody else, you know, play their role. So that is that is a good point. Yeah, 100%. And before we get to some more questions from you guys, we do have to get to a message from our friends over at Prize Picks. You guys already know that Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries. For example, you could take the over on Bradley Bill points and the under on Cal Kuzma rebounds. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Go to prizepix.com today and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. If you're not playing PrizePix, you honestly don't know what you are missing. We also have a message from our friends over at Shopify. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial, and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That is shopify.com slash locked on NBA. Once again, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. Now, for your second listen, make it Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So, Ed, our next question comes from Elon Adato. I'm sorry if I'm messing up your name. I apologize. That is at Adato Elon or Elon. Where do you see Denny in a year from now, offensively and defensively? Thanks a lot. Love you guys from Israel. It's a good question. Um, I said Denny was in a, in a shooting slump in, in yesterday's video. And, uh, you know, um, a lot of people got upset from that. Um, shout out to the people watching from Israel. Um, you know, some people took it personal. 
but you know he he hasn't been shooting well, and and the team hasn't been shooting well either as a whole. So it's mm-hmm. it's not just him. And um, I think he's had a great year so far. He's been our best defensive player. He's you know locked up, put the clamps, and thrown up the X on Brandon Ingram. He did it to Giannis. Um, he's played really well against Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. uh, Demar Derozan at times, and uh, he's really taken that assignment of guarding some. He guarded Lamelo Ball the other night too. Um, so that's something that you know was not on his scouting report coming out of. Israel that he was going to be a lockdown defender. That's not something that people really thought. He, he's come a long way defensively, you know, under Scott Brooks last year, he was kind of in the wrong place, in the wrong position, getting yelled at by guys. And this year, you know, we're begging him to get out there and finish games as a defensive anchor. Uh, not only that, he's starting to untap his playmaking potential, bringing the ball up, being a point mm-hmm. forward, getting a rebound and just bringing the ball up. Um, he's just, he, he um, kind of like last year, I said this last night too, kind of because he he hit a rookie wall last year, which is normal for rookies to hit a to hit a wall. Uh, he wasn't really being used properly either, you know, sitting in the corner, rest, you know, wrestling Bill uh, would dominate the basketball, and then they would kick it out to open shooters, and that's not really part of his game. So, um, but I think next year uh, I just want to see him uh, finish around the rim stronger. You know, he's six nine, um, and I think he, he's still athletic. I, I've seen him dunk the ball before. I've seen him dunk on people before. I think he's more capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard comparisons to Hito Turkoglu and c- comparisons to uh, Tony Kukoc. And you look at t- old Tony Kukoc highlights, he was going over there and dunking on people. He really was. And I know Denny's coming off the ankle injury, so he still he still could be – that still could be affecting him right now. So I get that. But I do want to see him just finish stronger around the rim. There's just some layups that he's missing um, that I, I want to see him finish and go up stronger. Um, and, and, and the three-point shot, it might not be his strength, but, you know, you got to hit some of the wide-open ones. You know, they're giving you an opportunity. You're wide open. We need you to knock them down. He airballed two last night, and um, I, we need you to knock them down. And like I said, it's not just him, the whole team. We've seen KCP have some bad games. We've seen Kisper. Kisper hasn't shot the ball. Bertans, of course, hasn't shot the ball well. So just a team as, as a whole. I'm not nitpicking on him, but uh, those are just the constructive criticisms that I see from him. He's got to finish. And also, don't put your head down. Keep your head up when you do make a mistake, when you are missing a layup. It happens. When you do drop a pass, it happens. Um, but I, I do like what I see from here. I do. I have seen some more confidence in his game. Uh, so next year, you know, um, I see him being more confident, more aggressive, finishing better on the rim and uh, attacking one-on-one in his left hand, of course. We got to talk about the left hand, of course. That's That was something coming out of Israel as well, something that he really needed to work on. So I want to see him work on that left hand, finishing with the left hand, and putting the ball in the left hand. So next year, what I see from him, um, stat-wise, I guess, you know, eight points per game, five five boards, and um, maybe like three assists. I see him getting a couple five-five-five games. Yeah, I, I would say – I would say offensively, he has to – I would like to see him improve with the finishing because if you can improve as a finisher, similar to Kyle Kuzma – I think with Denny and his size, if he can start getting downhill, getting to the free throw line, of course, that comes with improving the free throws, et cetera. But if with his size, he become can become a downhill player, a guy who can attack the basket and finish with his size, that can be his go-to offensively. You know, Denny is tough, especially when you're in the NBA and you're not and, and you're not an elite athlete. You know, it's easier to finish like the John Morant of the world, et cetera, because these guys are elite athletes. So it's a little easier for them to finish. Denny is a good athlete. I wouldn't say he's an elite athlete. So that can hurt him a little bit offensively at when it comes to finishing. But, you know, that all comes with time, practice, continue, just repetition. 
if he can once again become a good finisher keep getting downhill and get to the free throw line similar to what we say about Kyle Kuzma and how Kyle Kuzma is transforming his game and getting downhill more getting to the free throw line I mean I think he can be really good you know offensively defensively keep doing what he's doing now just keep doing what he's doing now strapping guys up it's tough and we talked about it with Dave when guys blow the whistle on Denny we're always like where's the foul that's a good thing because we feel like he's playing really good defense, hands up defense. And it's like little minuscule things that these guys like Jimmy Butler or DeMar DeRozan can do because they just know the intricacies of the game and how to get the ref to blow the whistle. But other than that, I mean, Denny's been playing really good defensively and I would love for him to keep, keep at it because it's only going to get better as time goes. Now offensively needs more work than defensively right now, but it all comes with time, all comes with time. So, uh, you know, Keep at it, Denny. You know, he's definitely, I would say he's struggling too right now to shoot the ball. But like you said, keep your head up. Don't get too low. You never get too low. You never get too high. Stay humble. Also, don't get too down on yourself. I would say those are the main things right there for Denny. Definitely, yeah. He's showing potential. He's getting better. Um, defensively, yeah, they're just going to call fouls on those stars. That's what, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see him go up against DeMar DeRozan again so he can – you know, learn from that. We're, we're going to be paying close attention to how they call this game because I thought he did a, a solid job on, on DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. 100%. A um, next question we have is from Raz. That is R-A-Z-S-H 1010 on Twitter. And he says, after everyone is healthy, how would you divide the minutes in the two through four position? Seems like Wes likes his KCP and Dinwiddie minutes and Kuz has to get his. Don't know how Rui, Denny, and Kisper will get their playing time. Yeah, it just depends on how they're playing. It's, 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 you know, it's more about who finishes the game and not who starts. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, Denny, Denny's been starting the games. I, I want to say he did finish against the um, Rockets last night, but it's more about who finishes the game. You know, Denny would come off the bench and he would finish. He finished against the Pelicans when he strapped up Brandon Ingram. He strapped up uh, Giannis. He finished against the Bucks, and uh, there were some games where. We were begging for him to finish. We thought, Wes, you know, you know, why aren't you letting Denny finish the game? So um, if he's defending, he's got to play. He's got to get his minutes. Um, KCP has been streaky. Kuzma has been streaky, too. 0 for 7 from the field last night. Um, that's, that's you know, that's not like him from the last couple of games where he hits. He, you, you, he went from six threes to zero, 0 for 7. Um, but Kuz definitely needs his minutes. He's a guy that – he is his game kind of depends on you can say that about anybody everybody's game depends on confidence but you can tell the last couple of games his confidence has just been through the roof because he's hitting shots he's going downhill he's going to coast to coast he just looks like a different player right now mm-hmm. um and Denway, of course he's got to get his minutes i mean we brought him that was the big free agent get you know we got to make this work but if not then you do you might want to explore either him coming off the bench or uh, exploring some trade opportunities because for some reason, this, this Bill Dinwiddie dynamic is, has not gone well so far. But um, to straight up answer the question, um, when Rui when Rui does come back, Rui's going to get the bulk of the minutes. He is. Um, mm-hmm. He he was our ninth pick, our lottery, lottery pick. And uh, Tommy Shepard, you know, he loves him some Rui. So Rui's definitely going to get his twenty five to thirty minutes. He's been a starter the past two years. He's getting he's mm-hmm. gotten thirty minutes per game. So Rui's going to get some big minutes for sure. Um, Kispert is probably going to be the odd man out, unfortunately. Definitely. definitely. Um, and then you got to throw Bertans in the mix too. When he kind of he's injured now, but who knows how long yeah. he'll be out? 
Um, so it's going to be between Bertans and Kispert. But I think Rui's going to get the bulk of the minutes for sure. And then Kuz, Kuz just has to play. He's going to have to get at least 25 to 30. And KCP's mm-hmm. going to get probably 25 at that shooting guard spot. I would say Kuz would play the three. And then Rui's my four right now. Mm-hmm. And then Kispert's probably the 10th the man off the bench. And then Rui's probably like the seventh, sixth, eighth. You know, Trez is the sixth. So, so Denny is probably like that seventh or eighth man. He's probably going to get at least 20 or 25. Yeah, like I said, and this goes back to what I was talking about, about maybe condensing a little bit because it's a lot. And it's a lot of rotation stuff going around when everybody comes back because Aaron Holiday, minutes may drop off because sometimes he can play at the two. Um, you never know. Maybe it's whole Neto, but I think it may be more Holiday loses minutes than Neto. Neto's pretty... I think Wes likes Neto. Um, man, it's tough. Corey Kisper definitely is going to lose minutes 100%. Then you got, you still got Bertans. Um, you got Kuz. Denny, it, it's really tough. Uh, and like I said, Def is good, but sometimes, like you said earlier, less could be better. You know, at times, less could be better. It's going to be tough. And that's a thing Wes is going to have to figure it out, especially that two through four. I mean, even at the three with TB, Montrez, and Gafford, like we spoke about earlier, it could be a little log jam there at the forward spot and at the center spot. Yeah, they got some log jams. So, man, that that's a tough, that's a tough question. But I definitely think if everybody, if not assuming a trade is made, Dimwitty, Bill, KCP, Kuzma, Gafford, uh. I don't know if Rui maybe gets in the start lineup, but I'm going to assume right now that's your five. That's the five. Uh, Neto, Bertans, Denny, uh, Montrez slash TB. Depends on how things are going during the game. And I feel like I'm missing an important person that I just spoke about. Um, And then... I'm not sure. You guys will remind me for you sure. You said I Trez. Like, well, Trez is a five. But yeah. yeah, Trez. I, I said Trez. I feel like I'm missing a four. I don't know if I said Rui or not, but if I didn't, I obviously Rui. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those right there, Aaron Holiday may be looking out. Um, Corey Kisper definitely will be looking out. And then all the G League guys and GoGo guys will definitely, whoever's up at the time, will definitely be out. So they got to figure it out. And how the minutes will get spread out. And, of course, that all changes from game to game. So I, w- I would say that right there. Maybe some condensing is in order because that's a lot. That's a lot. And guys want the ball. Guys want the ball. And you don't want roles getting mixed up again like it was earlier in the season. But before we get to our last question, and we do have a message from our friends over at Built Bar. This episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bill Bar in your plan. My favorite thing to do with Bill Bar, I like cookies and cream. Usually put it in the fridge or usually put it in the microwave, whatever mood I'm feeling. It just gives it a little bit more flavor. Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it's just it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is not just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, 
and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you the way when you enjoy a delicious build bar, you can almost count it as a workout. Go to build.com, use promo code to get fit and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so um, there's a lot of questions that, that everybody put in. Mm. We're not going to be able to get to all of them, but... I do want to thank uh, Greg. You know, he put it. We're not going to get to Greg's question. Uh, they call me G Tab on Twitter. He says, "What are your top three shouldn't trade Wizards players this year?" Remember, this is different from the top three best players. Uh, we'll probably get to that on on another episode. Uh, there was some on the YouTube community tab as well. Mm -hmm. um, Ahmad Alo Kaylee. We'll we'll get to his we'll get to his question on the next episode as well. And uh, Matt Moderno. From Bullets Forever said, how much wizard swag did D talks a lot get for his birthday? The people need to know. And um, on YouTube, uh, this question on the next episode, Peace, Okay, Shorts. And last question for today, we'll just you know talk about what we're going to say against the Bulls on Friday night, tomorrow. Uh, NBA Land says, should the Wizards trade for a star or try to rebuild? Oh... Uh We've talked about this before. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, like I've said, I think the Wizards need to decide what they want to do. Do they either want to float around 500 again, be a playing team possibly, or first round exit team? Or do you want to try to actually do something that helps move the needle potentially? Now, that all depends on what stars are available, which it doesn't seem like too many are right now, if any. Um, you could have said cat, but the Timberwolves aren't being aren't playing terrible. They have an opportunity to possibly get in the playoffs, so it's not easy to just try to get a star. I know you got some bonus out there. It's possible, you know, that they can try to make a move that either if it's not for a player that instantly moves the needle, maybe a course of moves that you know really help the team out, try to get them to that next level, not anything like a championship contender but a more respectable contender i'll say that but right now they're just you know they got i think they do got to do something they do got to make a move especially if in to the all-star break and trade deadline they're still floating around 500 and just playing 500 ball you know two game win streak here two game losing streak there three game losing streak there you know win games here and there and then but they can't ever really get a streak going i think you definitely have to go ahead and make a move, make a move, and it, a lot of it depends on Bradley Bill. 
a lot of it depends on Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill can't commit or he's not really sure still, you may have to start taking calls. And that may lead to a rebuild because that's your star and he's going to be gone. So I think you either got to do something or possibly start taking some calls. Who knows, man? Sorry about that, guys. We lost Ed. But I can assume Ed would say that he also kind of agrees with either they got to make a move and try to do something different or rebuild it, you know, because we're floating right now. Yeah, I think Ed would agree with that as well. But that was it. That's all we had for you guys. Sorry that it couldn't finish. We got a little Wi-Fi problem. Technical difficulties, guys. But that's where we're going to end it off. So once again, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. Now for your next listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bet, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platform so guys hopefully against the bulls we got the bulls coming up again man it'll be tough but hopefully they can get the job done and hopefully i'll be coming at you guys after a dub all right have a great night guys peace hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today